<laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Food Fitness Family Podcast. It is Big Daddy Blankenship at your service today with the ever so Mr. Beautiful Marcus Gates. He is growing a little bit of facial hair, so he looks like he is about to be 18. And we have the just as beautiful Mr. Liam Krauss today. What's How up, guys? Doing, everybody? Welcome, Liam. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. It's been a long time coming. Yep. We have Liam on today. We're going to talk mainly bodybuilding training or any type of training. Liam has been badgering me for about six years to get on this podcast. No, That's I'm just not true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he told he told dive, me I was going to be on there, and then it's yeah, been like I six did. months. So hey, it's been have, have we been doing it that long already? Bro, we've been with us for a year. Really? We're we're, we're oh coming. Yeah, we actually we we might have already surpassed a year. To be honest, uh, we gotta look. Fun. We gotta have at least like thirteen followers now. Uh, something <laughs> like that, man. We we did uh we started doing it on IG around like <laughs> June, I think, of last summer. I don't know when we turn it into a podcast, actually, but I think it's it's right around this time. We can go back and look pretty easily. We'll have to go back and look when our first episode came out. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's get into our last seven days uh, before we get rolling. Um, yeah. Marcus, I'll let you start today. Damn, I was that prepared. facial hair, man. It's that facial I, hair. I just I got, it's it's better than it used to. I still got these fucking patches, man. Uh, anyway, if, you, if if you just start some tests, it'll fill out real quick, dude. If I start some what? <laughs> some tests. Oh, damn. It's one of these days, one of these days, but no, uh, so last seven days I've been trying to grow a beard as we we're just talking about. Um, outside from that, um, I strain my groin doing the same weight as Liam's woman, um, on split squats. So that made me feel amazing. We'll see. Um, outside of that, you know, <laughs> sign up a couple new clients, um, this week. So that, that was good, but we had a baby shower first of a couple on last Sunday. And I think that was really, really about it, man. How about you guys? Man. Uh, you know what, Liam, I'll let you go. I'll let you go second. All right. We'll go um, in order of shittiest beard to best beard. All right. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> um, oh, a lot's honestly happened to me in the last seven days. I, uh, so as you stated, I'm, a, you know, I'm doing, I'm a bodybuilder and I actually recently, um, left my coach, um, just, just temporarily. Yeah, I know. God, I feel um, like I miss so much when I'm not in the gym. I know. Yeah. Um, just temporarily. Cause uh, I started school up. I'm in quite a few hours. I'm working, you know, and, um, you know, the, the past semester, I felt like not, you know, obviously I want to keep a balanced life you know, for the most part, at some point, there's got to be, you know, shifts in your balance and stuff like that. But I felt like some things in my life were neglected that shouldn't have been a little bit. And I, sh- I wasn't given, you know, my all to school and stuff like that. So I just decided to take a little break here, kind of do my own thing. I was in, a, I'm in a great position to, you know, push my body weight up. And I, I, I think I can, I'm very capable of doing that. So um, we're just taking a little break. But besides that, um, Nothing major. This upcoming week is Gianni's birthday, so we're gonna go to Urban Air this weekend. But besides that, nothing crazy. Oh, is that, is, is that your boy's name? I've never actually known his name, but I talk to him for at least ten minutes every time I see him at the gym. Yeah, yeah. His name's Gianni. Um, he's you know not my biological son, but he is my son. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he is. So what what do you go to school for again? Uh, web development. So I build websites and stuff like that, and do all that 
coding and background knowledge of that kind of stuff. Nice. Well, you know, I think the whole bodybuilding thing, I think that shows like your maturity level. You know what I mean? That you were noticing that a lot of people can't notice that to their own like self detriment. And exactly. you know, luckily for you, uh, I think you surrounded yourself with so many great people and atmospheres that, you know, we're, none of us are Justin. Um, yeah. But if you ever have questions, like there's plenty of people in your circle that you could reach out. Absolutely. To uh, and that so was, that was a part awesome. of it too, you know, with you and Will and other, other people that I, you know, I trust their opinion. That was definitely a part of it. You know, if I, if I felt, you know, clueless or if I felt like I didn't have, you know, people around me that could help guide me in the way I need, you know, to be then i don't think i would have done that you know i would have stayed with him even though circumstances might not have been the you know the best there i still would have you know tried to make it work for sure man well i'm happy for you dude uh god I, I kind of the same so much has happened to me the last seven days let's see uh starting last week i tore my pec bench pressing uh you know how it always is but i really don't know what to think about it like it never bled but i felt it like I'm not a moron. Like I felt it rip. Yeah. Uh, had a, a huge loss of function on it. Like I couldn't do anything uh, to even pick up. You know, my eight pound baby was in a lot of pain. But the doctor says it's corn. You know what I mean? It's just it's weird. It's getting better by the day. I can do more things with it. I can pick up the baby now and not be in so much pain. You know, I'm just waiting to get an MRI. Uh, I may have to get surgery. I may not. He told me, you know, if I just kind of want to get back to a normal life, I should be fine. But if I want to be able to train again, then I'll probably need surgery. So at this point, I'm kind of just hoping for surgery because I've had so many issues with the spec for like the last six years that I'm just fucking over it and I just want to fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I had like four consultations this week. You know, uh, I'm still in contact with all of them. They're all very interested. They just kind of all had unique situations going on at the time. Um, you know, still adjusting to being a daddy today. We had to go drop like $900. Uh, Vela had a uh, a tongue and a lip tie, so it was like really affecting the way that she was able to latch to Tatiana's breast. Yep. You know, she was getting um, milk tongue, so I guess when you naturally rest, your tongue suctions to the top of your mouth, and it like your mouth like cleanses your tongue. That wasn't happening for her, so her tongue is like white. Um, and then also her lip one is was so tight that she couldn't like flare her lip out to latch, so it was almost oh, like. You a knuckle down and then she would start to like chew on Tatiana's nipple and like the bottle nipple instead of like sucking. So, um, that was exhilarating. That was like a couple hours ago. Um, dude, other than that, man, you know, things are good. Just trying to adjust to the two kid lifestyle. Um, I'm going a little stir crazy at home, but it's been nice to be there for Tatiana and the baby. You know, after Max was born, I had to leave within 12 hours of getting home from the hospital, to go to work. So the fact that we're in a position that I can take some time, um, it's very nice, you know, so very, very blessed. Yeah, that's huge. How you been? How you been what? sleeping? How you been sleeping? I know we've kind of chatted about it, but I know that's a, um, factor. it's hit or miss. I mean, it has its nights. I we've been trying to get up. The issue is that we get upstairs like eight o'clock to go to bed and we, we don't get to bed. It's like 1130 because she just is up. So we'll try to get Tatiana to sleep around like 10 and then I'll do a bottle so she can like kind of skip a feeding. Mm -hmm. Um and then she does the rest of the nighttime. I'll, I'll wake up, of course, but um, she does the feedings, and then I'm up in the morning to get Max ready for school, breakfast, all that good shit. So, uh, and then like tonight, like as soon as we're done here, um, I have to take him to football practice. So, 
it, it has its days. You know what I mean? I'm sure the next couple of days will be really rough with her uh, mouth getting lasered open. Oh, yeah. Uh, is she, is yeah, she in pain with that? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's yeah. still definitely in some pain. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be a rough few days. Hopefully she's all right there in the next couple of days. But you know what? Football starts next week, and I'm so excited. So oh, excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Finally becoming a Chiefs fan, aren't you? No. Never. <laughs> every day. Every, every day I'm like, hey, babe, guess what? This is like this morning. She's like, what? I'm like, six more days till football. She's like, God, I hope it fucking comes soon so you'll shut up. <laughs> I can't I wait to draft tomorrow night and Sunday to finish out my fantasy roster. I got, I got one on Tuesday, but uh, I'm obviously pumped for the Chiefs game, but I'm really excited for that Monday night uh, Jets and Bills game. That'll be that'll be fun to see how that that. It'll be. I'm pumped to see up. Chris Jones holding out and you guys just get the ball ran down your throat. Nah, we'll lose. be fucking right. fine, dude. We got to stand up by to extend him by week three because you'll Dude, be 0 and 3. He'll just move Mahomes to the defense and we'll stop everybody with that too. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Just move Clyde's big ass. Yeah. Hey, yeah you don't do it. nothing on offense. Just put him on the line. Yeah. yeah he's not doing anything yeah. right now anyway. Yeah. No shit. So uh, well, let's get into this. Let's do it. Uh, Liam. So, so, you know, we obviously know each other from the gym a little bit. But I don't really know a whole lot of your, about your, your background and whatnot. So, you know, briefly, just kind of tell us about, um, you know, who you are, where, where, where you come from, how old are you, all that good stuff. What, what is it that you do? And then, um, you know, kind of tie that into how you got into bodybuilding. You know, you know, when did you start lifting and then kind of, you know, speed us up through there? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Liam, uh, Liam Krause. I'm 25 right now. I'm originally from Emporia, Kansas. I grew up there and pretty much, you know, lived there a good majority of my life. My parents have been divorced you know um pretty much uh since i was like two or three so my dad always lived there and then my mom we kind of moved around a little bit so I, but i was always kind of around that area so um that's that's where i'm from um i graduated high school up in iowa because that's where my stepfather's family lives and we decided to move up there um a little bit like my background to get me to, to to where i am now like i was just you know just it's pretty pretty usual story you know i was into sports and stuff like that what'd you and, play uh, uh i played uh football basketball and golf um and you know i was just looking for an outlet afterwards you know i always um really enjoyed lifting um even though i didn't take it serious you know in high school i was just one of those kids that you know kind of just i was always trying to be funny always trying to fuck off and just mm-hmm. stuff like that i didn't take it you know anywhere near serious so, but I, I, but I did enjoy it. Um, and so afterwards I just, um, I kind of got linked up with a guy, um, one of my mom's coworkers had a son who, um, was pretty fit and, you know, he offered, you know, to just kind of show me the ropes and stuff like that. And so, um, honestly, it just was more just become athletic at the beginning. And then, um, as, as I began lifting more and stuff like that, I just kind of, my eyes drew to like bodybuilding and like how the physiques looked. And I always thought, you know, like even the freaky guys, you know, I was like, God, that's so awesome. You know, I wish I could, you know, do something like that. And, uh, eventually, you know, I just kind of, um, made, you know, forge my own path into bodybuilding. Um, and just, you know, just through pretty much at the beginning was just through social media, just seeing people, you know, and seeing how they trained and stuff like that. And, um, and then I, you know, I went to college for a couple of years here. And uh, during that time I was, you know, typical college student, just drinking a lot. And then, you know, 
partying on the Hell weekends. Yeah. I was a weekend warrior, you know what I mean? Just lifted during the week and, you know, hit arms and chest and, you know, just that kind of stuff. And um, then uh, I took a took a year off uh, school. Actually, I took two years off. And that's when I got more, way, way more into it, a lot more serious about it. And kind of then I linked up with my first coach, did my first show. And uh, I think 2019. It's men's physique, so I don't know if you really count that. You know? I count it. So. I, that was my first count. <laughs> and then uh, I did another show in 2020, and I have yet to compete since. So, but uh, I'm I'm not in any rush right now, especially with everything else that I got going on in my life. Like like we talked about prior, you know, I'm a I'm I'm pretty much a husband. And I'm I'm a father, and I'm going to school full time. I'm still working 30 to 40. Or, but right around 30 hours a week. So my plate's super full. And as you guys both know how, you know, time consuming a prep and bodybuilding is and how, you know, just right now is not the right time for me to compete. And I'm fine with that. You know, What is, I always like this question. What is the first ad that you saw? Cause we all have an ad. I know mine was like the Kai green muscle meds carnivore ad with the beanie, like right here on his face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was the first honest, one you saw that, oh shit. Okay. I like that. The, the first thing that I honestly remember seeing is, I don't even know if Walmart still has it, but I don't know if you guys remember, like Walmart used to have that aisle that was just magazines, right? Like oh just, yeah, bro. Yeah. Just sit on the ground and just look at the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this was when I was young, dude. I remember like probably like 10, 11 and I saw I'm I'm pretty sure it was Ronnie Coleman in a in a on a magazine cover, and I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, yeah, like, yeah. and it, it you know I always found it interesting after that. You know, I was like, "How is that?" You know, even possible. Um, and Protein shakes and creatine, duh. Exactly. You just got to take that muscle tech, you know, stuff, and you'll Hell get yeah. like that in sixty to ninety by, days. By that time, God, he was probably with BSN. Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you. So, yeah, that would have been like – I might have even been younger than 10 because I was born in 98. So, that would have been, two, uh, you know, 08. He was done by then, you know, for the yeah. most part. So, yeah. I might have I even been younger. Yeah, that's true. I remember I worked at a GNC for like six months, and they had a picture of Ronnie on the wall when he was a BSN, and it was, he was just – huge insane yeah he was curly and he looked like he had a garden hose in his bicep like it was yeah that's what i specifically remember his arm and the size of it and the vein you know his massive bicep vein and i was just like i I don't i didn't know what to think at the time you know i probably honestly thought it was gross i was like oh that's so disgusting you know but you know looking back now i'm sure it piqued my interest a little bit in some way you know well uh, you know, I'm kind of curious about a little bit of like the your kind of driving force to get into bodybuilding, because number one, it sounds like, you know, you got done competing just like in in uh, uh, in sports from high school. And then it was like, I need to yeah. find another competitive outlet. And that was obviously something you'd had, you know, drawn an interest with. But, you know, you're you're short like myself. I mean, I'm five, yeah. six ish, five, seven ish, yeah. five, six. I like to say five, six. I don't I'm like five, six and a half. But I like to say I'm five, six, not five, seven. Uh, but yeah. it's five, five. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but. Nicole tries to say she's 5'8". I'm like, you're not two fucking inches taller than me. I'm like, I'll, I'll give you an inch. You ain't no two inches taller than me. But um, so like my thing was, all you know, growing up and especially when I first got in bodybuilding, I was like, 
I'm, I'm overlooked. You know, at, at that point I was probably, you know, before I really started training, I was like, you know, 160, 150, 140, whatever, and like five, six. So I didn't turn any heads when I walked in the room. I was like, I'm not going to get any taller, but if I look better than everybody else, if I have more muscular and wider than a lot of other people, then that's how I can turn ahead. And so that was kind of what drew me to bodybuilding. Once, once I first started lifting a little bit, I was like, all right, this is cool to have attention with this. Was that anything like yours? Yeah, uh, it was, it's pretty similar, honestly. Like, uh, I, I really, you know, I started, you know, right after high school. I mean, I got a, the first picture, you know, I got a picture and I, I think it was like May 31st of 2016 was when I started, you know, started really lifting and I was five, seven, um, 155 pounds, you know, soaking wet, probably yeah. had, you know, noodle arms and, you know, still do, but, um, no, I was honestly, I think a lot of it was just insecurity, to be honest with you. You know, I always had, you know, a poor self-image when I was in high school and stuff like that, um, even though I acted the complete opposite. Uh, I, you know, and that that was my way of, you know, kind of, you know, protecting myself. You know, I would act, you know, like I was, you know, a hard ass or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know. Wasn't, wasn't really liked, you know, because of that and totally understandable now that I look back on that, but yeah, it definitely came out of place of insecurity. I would say, you know, I knew, you know, I wasn't the best athlete and stuff like that. And I just wanted, you know, to, to build some self-confidence, I think some real self-confidence, not, you know, fake. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, now it's, you know, completely different, you know, I've, you know, evolved so much mentally and, you know, my driving force now is just, um, you know, I, I want to become an IFBB pro. That's, you know, that's my goal. He wants a banner. I do. I want a banner in that gym that says home of IFBB pro Liam Krause, you know, that'd be dope. No, but, um, yeah, I told him I I was going to on this and then underneath it is going to say, you still suck. (laughs) <laughs> just to motivate him <laughs> no yeah th- i mean that's my that's my ultimate goal right now is to become an ifbb pro and classic yeah. physique um and in, you know i'm i'm trying to take every step i can you know to do that and right now you know like like i stated earlier you know the circumstances aren't the best but i'm you know doing my best to make make the most out of them here yeah yeah, definitely. Like uh, Kayla mentioned earlier, just like the the maturity. I mean, I know at 25, like balance wasn't always like my biggest thing. Uh, obviously, the years it's kind of become that. So it's awesome that even at 25, you you you've kind of developed that that healthy balance between family, work, you know, your your career yeah. goals, but also your bodybuilding goals as well. Because just because you're not competing doesn't mean you're taking the foot off the gas. And just because you don't Absolutely. have your coach right now doesn't mean you're taking the foot off the gas. You know what what phase you're in and the season of life you're in, and, you, and you're you're listening to that. Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of adjustment, you know, even within this week of not having a coach, you know, because there's, you know, having a coach is obviously huge in bodybuilding and, you know, they, they provide you with that other, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? You need, you know, they're holding you accountable and now, you know, it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's it makes very it way easier to just order that pizza if you want it because it's like. Yeah. No one's there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, trying to do my best here and I, I, you know, I stick to my plan and everything like that. And, uh, you know, but that, that definitely is a big adjustment here, you know, as you know, um, but I think, you know, 
again, I'm mature enough now to, you know, hold myself to that same standard that I would if, you know, I had Justin or whoever looking over me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is hard, man. A lot of people can't do that. You know, a ton of people, they only want to coach for a show and a show only. Um, I don't think people realize how important coaches are when you keep one year round. I mean, uh, I would say even to, I don't want to speak for Marcus, but you know, Marcus even only ever had a coach for his preps. And this is the first time he's ever had someone monitoring him, pushing food on him, pulling him back. And I mean, his growth has been ridiculous. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. way more than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, so, I, but it's hard, you know, speaking from someone like myself, like I didn't, I had a coach for 11 years and this is my first time with that one. And it's been almost a year and it's, it's taken me a while to adjust. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think another thing that, you know, like you were saying it too, is like how important it is to have a coach in the off season. It will translate to so much better of a contest prep for you just mm -hmm. because with your coach working with you, you know, and doing these things with you in the off season, you know, they're, they're creating a, you know, a path that is going to make your contest prep so much easier. And people just don't realize that, like they think they can, you know, do whatever they want in the off season and, you know, roughly hit their goals. But if you're, you know, if you're really sticking to a plan, you know, things are going to go way more smooth for you when you start, you know, when you really start, having to come Dude, down it literally boggles my mind how many people i've talked to even even like people that have done multiple shows and they don't understand that you're winning shows in the off season you're not like you're not improving in, in prep you're just refining like it, yeah, it's yeah, hard to me that it's crazy that they don't understand that um and when you explain that to them you can kind of see like the light bulb go off in their head and you know, and it's honestly a lot of times you're you're to me off season was harder than prep because like there was really Absolutely. no end in sight. Like you don't know when it's going to be. You're uncomfortable. You know, you're big. Like Liam, I remember when you were at 200. Like yeah. when I was at 290. Like talk about being miserable and tired yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it was awful. Like yeah. and I mean, I got to the point where I didn't want to take my shirt off in my own house. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, when you're sitting down eating your food, you're like, I got to have a shirt on because I cannot yeah, see this belly yeah. sticking out. A hundred, a hundred percent. So yep. it's hard. It's uncomfortable, but that, I mean, that's where all the progress is made. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you, you can't, you can't do your own off season, come to a coach and expect to prep. Like if you, if I'm going to prep someone, like I need to work with them for a little yep. bit beforehand. Yeah. Um, just because I, I need to know what's going on. And also like, if you come to me fat as shit, and you're like, oh, we got 15 weeks. It ain't gonna happen, bro. Mm -mm. I, I need it can, time. but you're not gonna look good. But you're or you're gonna, gonna suffer, good. or you're gonna really. Oh, suffer. you are gonna suffer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important because, like, a good coach, like, you know, I have people start putting how many weeks out we are, like 35 weeks, so I can keep in track. Yeah. Oh, okay, I want to clean this up. Okay, uh, I know we're already keeping track of our glucose, but it's like let's resensitize you for a second. You know what I mean? It's like we're we're yep. gearing the body to get ready for prep because if you're not ready and you don't plan enough time, it's like I've had people where I go six, seven weeks before I can get their body to like really respond. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got sometimes 10 weeks you have, left. Yeah. Yep. And you're screwed. So oh, because, I love it, man. Yeah, just with that, you know, you know, even you know, just what we we're saying, you know, let's say you do, you know, you come to a coach sixteen weeks, you know. Like you said, it might take five, six weeks to get. Now you got ten weeks, 
And those 10 weeks are probably going to be the most miserable weeks of your 10 weeks of your life so far, yep. because, you know, you're doing almost, you know, I've, I've, I've been there, you know, I did that and I, you know, learned my lesson. There's a reason the, you know, that I work with a coach in the off season now because I was doing two hours of cardio a day on a Stairmaster. Like that's no, no joke. So. Dude, it's not, I was actually just talking about that with someone the other day and it's like, it's all genetic too. At the same time, I'm like, if you're naturally a fattier guy, mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. And, and Marcus and I talk about that all the time. Cause Marcus last prep, he was like, I had to crush him because he gave me like an impossible feat of coming back from Italy straight to a prep for like seven. Like, weeks. Yeah. Like seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. And that's, my really second, good. that's my second, like seven week prep too. <laughs> he looked really good, but you know what? I it, started crushing him so fast that his body freaked out. He gained like three pounds yeah. and then yep. I gave him a big refeed. He was, was freaking it? out even more. Yeah. So it was like, but then that's when it finally got things moving. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't optimal. And honestly, like I would have not competed then, but I knew that we were going to start trying for a baby this year. So I was like, I can't do it fucking next year. Um, and it was like, well, I can either do it now or not at all. And I knew I could do a seven week prep. It would be shitty, but like anybody can do something hard. For but I also, I also exactly. preface like, Hey, yeah, I'll do my best, but yeah. I have no promises. But, but, but even, even with that seven week prep, you know, I outweighed Marcus by like a hundred pounds mm-hmm. and he had to do a fraction of the cardio I had to do. Yeah. And yeah. he was eating more food. And that was a seven week, just blowout prep versus I prep for 20 weeks. And I'm still doing that much you know, and yeah. eating yeah. that much less food. Like some people are just, they just handle things so differently. But like, uh, I mean, coming back to the importance of having a coach in the off season, I mean, I look back at like my pictures from like 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. And I'm like, you know, w- without a coach in the off season, I didn't have as many pushing me to grow more. And so it was like, yeah. anytime I got a little bit soft in my midsection, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a little Time mini cut. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like right now, like it's my stomach doesn't look terrible. Like I'm not, I don't look fucking overweight, but knowing what I look like on stage, like I'm not necessarily happy with my stomach at the moment, but I'm not fucking yeah. supposed to be. I got to put on a little bit of fat at this point. Um, so yeah. like, but if I didn't have Caleb as my coach right now, it would be very easy for me to say, oh, I'm going to fucking do a little pullback and so I can feel more confident with my shirt off. But I've literally told you to shut up. Exactly. And we just got to do this. Here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just and then get it's that like, food down. And I'm, I'm buckled yep. up with it. I'm about to be a daddy. So like having a little bit of, of softness, not a huge deal with it. Uh, plus as Nicole, but that's where hearing it, that's where a good thing. I wasn't yeah. going the other way. Yeah. But then it's, you know, it's like, and then, like four more weeks went by and I was like, Hey, you are fatter now than I want. Let's pull back for three yep. weeks. And then we push right back up and now you're heavier yep. than you've been and you're cleaner. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. So it's and, like, and, it's and hard. There's more room to, to keep pushing up with it. And honestly, I mean, that's just what I, I, we, I always talk about, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And this is one of those situations where I've kept myself comfortable the last three or four years. But because of that, even if I look good on, you know, when I do a cut or when I do, you know, a, a show, it's like, I haven't put on much fucking size. And I'm like, that's like four wasted years of time. I could have been getting a lot of size with it. So I was like, I can't be doing that shit again. So it's definitely, yep. definitely crucial to have a coach in the off season. Well, you know, now let's, let's kind of move forward. We've been yeah. off on a tangent, like always <laughs> our patented tangents, uh, you know, so Liam and I met, um, he started going to the gym. God, do we still have, were we already expanded or we still have the plastic wall up? Um, so I had been to the gym a couple times prior, but the, when we met, I think you had just done the extension. Um, okay, yeah, because yeah, I think I remember meeting you. You were on like the Smith machine. 
Um, but yep. I think I, I think uh, Lindsay signed up when we still had the gray wall. Yep, yep. She signed up, you know, when you just had that one unit there. So yeah. Um, Where were you at at the time when she signed? I up? was living in Iowa at the time. Okay. So yeah, I graduated high school up in Iowa. I moved back. And then I decided I was going to go to a community college up there and I finished in the year, got a job offer and I was living up there. Lindsay and I had met uh, from previously um, in co- when I went to Emporia State and that's where she was going. Um, and then we just kind of linked back up and, um, you know, started to get more serious, even though we were doing the long distance thing. And it, um, after a while, I wasn't really happy with my what, what I was doing, you know, job wise. And so i decided I was like, ah, let's see if I can, you know, get a job in a pretty similar field, but not the same. And, uh, and I got a job offer here in Kansas city. And then, uh, I moved down for the, for the time that, uh, Caleb's talking about, I was actually living with my sister because Lindsay had her own place with, uh, one of her friends and her lease was about to, you know, we had been dating for probably like eight months at that time. So we we're going to get our own place together. And, uh, but I, I was driving from North Kansas city almost, you know, daily to, to come to body shop, to work out with Lindsay, or I think even for a while I was like, because I wanted to see Lindsay, you know, and, and I was like paying like a day pass fee to do cardio <laughs> at, at body shop. And then Caleb came up to, he's like, dude, you know, he's like, you can just get an ad- addition on to Lindsay's membership you know, and it'll be, you'll save yourself so much money. I was like, yeah, dude, uh, he yeah. was dropping so much money on day passes. And it was kind of like, I mean, if you want to give me your money, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I liked Lindsay already. Uh, me and Liam had talked a little bit over Instagram and, and I liked him. So, you know, I'm just trying to look out, but you know, I, I love having Liam at the gym. I think he's an amazing member. He's someone that sets the tone for bodybuilding um not only does he train his ass off he's strong as shit which is just fun to watch um and then also like if you have a question he's someone that you can ask and i'm not talking like just me i mean like if you're just a normal person like Mm -hmm. he he doesn't fit the mold of most bodybuilders of being like an asshole so uh, i love having liam in the gym and I, i think one thing that liam and i really bonded over really quick was like our love for training and our training philosophies um and just the passion and heart that we truly believe is bodybuilding, which is, which is training. It's not the stage. It's the training. Um, yeah. Which is why we want to bring him on here today was talk a little bit about, you know, his training philosophies, what maybe what, um, you know, most people get into bodybuilding for the vanity. They work out for a month. Like I got to do a show. I need the attention. You know, what made you fall in love with the training? And then how, how, like, how was it when you started? Who were some of the people that you like you looked up to? You know, like yeah. my clearly mine is one of mine is John Meadows. Um, so like who are the people that you really like kind of followed and went with? Yep, one second here. What's up? What's up, Gianni? Or they have holes in them? All right, we'll take them out or take them outside and let leave them out there for a while. All right. Shut the door, please. <laughs> or not all right i got it sorry sorry fellas you're good bro you're good i like your cow boxers <laughs> thank you they're actually shorts but i was gonna say uh, you're I in your undies the, on I, this awesome I, I, I bought i bought the wrong wrong size so they're a little small you get them at uh i think they're like flex living something i don't know it's a good leg day shorts yeah i know i gotta show these suckers off yeah okay, i will man what's the point of having um, them you can't show them off <laughs> 
So I think honestly, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to training, I've always been attracted to, you know, I think this might come, you know, from when I was younger, a little bit of an ego thing. You know, I want to be able to do stuff that other people can. And that's just, you know, that's kind of how my training philosophy has, you know, evolved. You know, I want to be extremely strong, but I also want to look, you know, like a, you know, classic physique. And I think, you know, luckily I was, you know, blessed with the structure I have um, to kind of fit that mold, luckily. Um, but when it comes to training, you know, I don't think that there should be any difference between, you know, how classic physique or an open pro or any, anybody trains, if you want to be a high level competitor, I don't think that, I think that your training needs to, 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 to have two elements that are, you know, crucial. One, you need to train intensely and two, you need to just be consistent because, you know, I think. And, you know, I've heard people say this, you know, they worked out with me one time or, you know, I've worked out with somebody and it's like, oh, you know, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Right. But you come, come do that with me every day or come do that with somebody every day. You know what I mean? And that really, you know, begins to wear on you, but that is what honestly separates the people, you know, who, you know, who have high high level physiques and, there's plenty of people that could have high level physiques, but they just don't push themselves to that point. And I think, you know, that that's what I like to do in the gym. I like to find that point, you know, where, you know, I don't want to keep going, but I just do it anyway, you know? Yep. Well, a lot of people, I feel like they, they put drugs first over anything, you know, they want to take drugs before they even understand how to push to failure. And two, yeah, like you yeah. said, it's like, it's easy to have one brutal workout, but you know, when you're doing that four to five days a week, weeks on end, it's like, I know, like I trained four days a week and I looked forward to Wednesday because after Monday and Tuesday, I was beat yeah. up. And then I looked forward to Saturday because I needed two days because if I would have had to go back in the next day, like I could have, but I know I was just would have been jacked up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you need that break. And uh, I think not a lot of people realize it, how not hard their training and they're training six seven days a week and and I, I you know i think we both believe the same thing like if you're able to train six to seven days a week consecutively for months on end you're enough. simply just not training hard yep no no you can you can know you can do all this volume you know you can do as much volume as you want but if these sets you know don't have uh reps that really count you know these last few reps you know where it hurts and where you know you don't want to do anymore um, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to get, you know, the maximum out out of it. And, you know, that's another thing, you know, I, I've seen, especially nowadays, you know, you know, there's so many different, you know, ways to train, obviously we got like reps in reserve and, you know, uh, you train in percentages or whatever, you know, however you want to do that. But in my eyes, I'm like, why would I, why would I stop? You know, why would I leave any reps in the day on the table when I know I can do more? Like it's, uh, you know, it might be, you know, you might get it out you know, a certain amount out of it, but if, you know, doing these two extra reps gives me even, you know, 0.01% more, why would I not do that? Because that's, you know, that's what bodybuilding is sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, that 1% they're in pain. And I think we've all been there where it's like, 
you're on a hack squad or, or it's usually a leg machine of some sort. Yeah. And it's like, you're in so much pain that you're like trying to like yell through the rep, but it's like your breath is gone and it almost yep. sounds like a, uh, a whimper rather than like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm done. You know I'm mean? done. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. What about your, um, what about your exercise selection? Cause you, you carry around a log book, don't you? Yeah. Yep. I always carry around a logbook. Now, um, I think that is, you know, a huge, another huge part of, you know, the way I train because I'm a very big proponent of progressive overload, meaning, you know, every week, you know, I have these set workouts, um, and every week I'm trying to do, you know, something better than the last week, you know, at there's certain points, you know, where I'm going to be able to do, you know, the, the best I ever have, but, you know, right now I'm just not to that point just because, you know, I'm 20 pounds down or yeah. from my peak, you know, because we all know how weight moves weight and all that. Mm. But I'm just trying to do something every time I step in the gym, you know, you know, better than the last time. If that means more weight, then that means more weight. If that means, you know, another additional rep or two, that means, you know, if it means even a forced rep or, you know, a forced negative or, you know, my tempo improves that those are all wins to me. And yep. those are all, you know, progressing. Um, you know, those are all, you know, a form of progression. So 100%. I, that's why I was going to, if you could dive into the, like, I think a lot of people when they hear progressive overload, they think it's just more weight each week yeah. and that's just not possible. So yeah. like, I mean, you just hit on some of them, but like I, people don't understand that, you know, if I did, 10 reps this week, but I did 10 next week with a pause. That's progression. That's you know, if I did 10 this week, but 10 next week with a three second negative, that's progression. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of people, they get too frustrated with their progression. And like, for those who don't know, like I've literally seen Liam like train legs once every 10 days. And I spotted him on squats and he got six last time. And we're literally just trying to get seven this time. Yep. And it's like, that seven's a motherfucker. So it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you got to be patient with it. Eventually, you know, you're adding pennies and you add enough pennies, you got a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but to, to, to go back to you, exercise selection wise, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with the basics. Yep. You know, I think that's what, you know, I see so many, you know, kids in here, you know, doing, doing these movements that I'm like, if you, you know, a sideways chest press or something like that, you know, I'm like, if you just do the machine how it's intended to do and you, you know, you get better at it, you know, in some form over, you know, over a period of time, it's, you will look back, you know, and that's also why I keep a logbook. you know, I can see, you know, a six month progression, you know, of how, how much better I've gotten in that movement. And, and, in my eyes, you know, the stronger you get almost always the bigger you're going to get. Yeah, for the most as part, long as you're keeping, part. as long as you're keeping the form to where exactly. it needs to be. Um, if you're, keeping, you know, yeah. that side, that sideways chest press is a funny one because so many people do it and they're like, I'm trying to build an inner chest, and my argument or, is, yeah, why you want an inner chest, you have to build a chest. Like, yes, no one ever just has a gargantuan upper shelf <laughs> and nothing. No one ever has a giant lower pec and nothing above. No one ever or has a giant outer like, and not a, inner. <laughs> a huge yeah. cleavage from a pec and nothing on the outside. Like yes. you want to build these. You got to build a fucking pack first and yeah, then we can absolutely. work on refining it. That's pretty much, you know, I have a client right now who, um, cause I do do some coaching on the side just a little bit. Um, but I have a client right now, you know, he's like six foot, you know, 170 pounds. And 
we had this discussion the other week. Um, he was just telling me, he was like worried about, you know, his triceps are, you know, falling behind to his biceps and, you know, his shoulders. I'm like, all right, body's let's, let's, let's scratch all that. You know, let's, let's just get big everywhere first. And then we can worry about, you know, fine tune after these that, yeah. fine tuning things, you know, because even me now, um, I am, I did kind of transition my training just a little bit here recently, just because of, you know, my, my circumstances, mm -hmm. but even me, you know, I was tra I'm training push pull legs still because mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I do have some additional, you know, arm work because I, that's what I need to build the most, but I'm, I'm still just focused on the basics and just focus on putting on size overall. I don't really care, you know, where it goes. I just want to keep getting bigger right now. So, yeah, 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 of course. What, um, do you, do you keep consistent, like, uh, you know, rep ranges and things of that nature, How you know, same amount of working sets most weeks for the most part. Yeah. So for the most part, I'll do, um, there's some movements that I do. I'm, I'm not afraid to go a little bit lower of a rep. You know, I, I really love pulling from the floor. Um, I, I, I do, uh, SLDLs from the floor. Um, so, um, I'm not afraid, you know, to get that down to like four or five reps just yeah. to, you know, get onto that's, some new weight. Yeah. Cause I think that's important. You know, sometimes, you know, you can, you know, have your eight to 12 rep range mm -hmm. and, you know, you're really struggling to progress. Let's just, you know, put on something, you know, to do four reps just to get used to, you know, using a heavier load here. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I am, you know, I'm around that eight to 12 mark. Um, you know, I'm not afraid for these bigger compound movements to um, dip a little lower than that. Like six is usually where I like to go the lowest, but mm -hmm. unless I'm really just trying to, you know, yeah, do some new load or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, there's also some movements that I think are just, you know, better, you know, if you do higher rep stuff as well, you know, a little less rest period, you know, like delts besides a pressing movement, you're going to, I think you're honestly going to get way more out of, you know, some higher rep 15 yep. to 20, yep. 20 rep, you know, stuff for your rears and your um, laterals. But, you know, for the most part, yeah, I'm just sticking to that eight to 12. Um, I do throw some intensifiers in, you know, based on, um, you know, my recovery capabilities, first of all, and then second of all, um, you know, just the movement and stuff like that. So like a push day for me, you know, I would do like a chest press and I would do probably like two chest presses and then a fly. But on that second chest press, I would probably just do one set with like a double rest pause or a double drop or something just to get, you know, a, a good base and then, yeah. you know, just a ton of blood flow in there and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that keeps training a little bit interesting as well. Uh, exactly. Which which has to be a component of what we're all doing as much as like the progression and all that stuff. Like we have to also enjoy what we're doing and mix it up just a little bit with some of those different intensifiers with it. Um, yeah, I, I always, I'll always have uh, clients. And again, like I don't train competitors. And if I did, it, you know, my conversations would look a little bit different with it. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, this this workout plan isn't that hard. I'm like, well, your intensity is not there. Then like you're, you're not picking heavy enough weights. Like I could go and do three sets of something and make that a hard fucking workout just by yeah. doing three working sets or something. If your intensity is in the right place and your execution's there. So, uh, it, but that's, it's that's, really funny that you say that because I actually, um, Caleb, you, you'll probably know about this. I don't know so much about you, Marcus, uh, just cause it's so it's kind of nuanced stuff, but yeah. I actually transitioned to, uh, uh, right now I'm doing some DC training. So, 
Um, basically what, what this is, you know, I, I still do the push pull legs and I'm on four days a week. So I do push pull off legs off. And then I, you know, so sometimes it's five, sometimes it's four, just depending on the week, you know? Um, but my workouts are like six sets, mm-hmm. six. And that's, you know, like obviously six, I'm not six working sets. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, like five or six working sets mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what, dude, I don't know if it's just cause you know, my recovery capabilities aren't in the, you know, a great spot right now, just cause I'm still kind of, you know, reverse dieting a little bit and just trying and still got some cardio in, but yeah. I am fried every day after I leave that gym. Like I'm doing one set with a double rest pause and that's it. Yeah. And it is yeah. extremely hard. So if you, if you're, and that's what I, you know, me and you kind of were talking the other day, you know, we talked about this, you know, intensity and how it's so, you know, under, you know, underused pretty much, you know, like, I, I, you know, you can come do these six sets of me and you tell me afterwards if you want to do more. Yeah. Especially, you know, you know, somebody who's saying yes. like, this isn't hard. Yeah. Like I can almost guarantee you, you're probably going to say no, especially, you know, on like a leg session or something like yeah. that, you know, something that's, you know, incredibly difficult. You're going to say so, no. So, yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think, you know, one of my questions I was going to ask here soon, I can just ask it now is, um, do you think everyone can do that type of training? Because I personally believe that there's a very small percentage that can do that and get, whether it be the lower volume, I always call it low volume approach. Yeah, I, a very small percentage that can train low volume and and get away with it if that makes sense and progress yeah i absolutely agree you have to be willing to you know take these sets where they need to be because even with me you know i do have that little bit higher of a frequency i'm hitting things every five days you know but even if i'm you know let's say you know i'm doing 80 percent of what i really could be even though i'm hitting it more frequently like there's no way that is making up for the 20%, you know, that I'm, I'm losing, not, you know, doing that. So I do think it takes, you know, some, you know, an individual, first of all, that's, you know, highly motivated, you know, internally motivated because when, when, you know, when you're on a hack squat and you got, you know, you say you're going to, you know, your logbook says I did 14 reps last week. I got to do 15 this week or, you know, mm-hmm. I got to, like it sucks. like you don't yeah, it, it gets to a point where you get so strong and I, I i mean i know pound for pound i'm not as strong as liam but when i was at my strongest it's like you don't even want to do it because it's no. like the, you just look at it and you get nervous and yep, you just you get know anxiety yeah you get anxiety you're like even, i used to, you know sometimes i get you know, anxiety like two, two hours before the before. session yeah oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, like, God damn it. I got dude. legs in two days. I got to, I got to get on that hack and I got to hack squat six plates. I'm like, I don't want to do that, but. And then I'm the night before, it anyway. it's like, I hope, I hope my sleep's good. I need to get my yes, meal time. Yes. I need, my I need to make sure done, I get all you know? my water right now. I think another thing that people underestimate with the low volume approach is that it's, to me, it's an experienced, it's an intermediate to advanced type of training. Absolutely. Um, Definitely. Because I tried to do DC when I was younger and my, I get, I was calling my mind muscle connection. My neural connections yep. weren't that good. And my, my joints were just pulverized. I'm talking like yep. I would leave and I couldn't even feel my muscle. I could feel my joints. Yeah. 
Um, so I know personally, like when I get newer clients who are younger, I go strict high volume because you, they need to learn pain tolerance. Because if you, if you haven't pushed past your barriers, if you don't know when you're going to break, then I don't think you can really do low volume and get, get what is needed to be done. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, like you need, if you want to be a high level competitor, first of all, I don't, I don't, I could care less how you train, but you need to be intense and you need to know where your, you know, thresholds are, you know, to, and oftentimes, you know, you, these younger guys, they have, you know, they have no idea yet until they, you know, train with somebody who does, you know, and shows them that's, that's honestly one of my favorite things is, you know, um, you know, I do have this kind of, you know, resting bitch face when I'm at the gym, just cause I'm, you know, so focused or whatever. But when people ask me to spot them, I, you know, it's one of my favorite things because it might not be their favorite thing for what's about to happen, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that you, you, you know, you do what you need to. And I, and that's honestly one of my favorite things because I can think of a, 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 a set right now. I can think of the kid, I can see his face. He was yeah, like, ah, I got a burnout set here on the hack squat and he had a plate on, you know? And I said, Oh, how many, how many you think you're going to get? He was, I don't know, like 10 to 12. I made him do oh, like 30, 30 fucking reps. Dude. <laughs> and he was, he was done after that. He, he was done after that. So, yeah. But that, that's what it is, man. I think it's yeah. important also to be able to get someone to spot you. If you don't have a training partner that, that you can trust, you know, like when I, I know if Marcus isn't there, if I need so if Liam's there, I'm going to ask him to spot me all the time. Cause I yep. know it, even if I want to bitch out on a set, he won't let me, you yep. know what yep. I mean? I, I think that's exactly. important. Uh, you need to be able to be able to read the body. Like when you think you're done, you probably have at least five more. Now I know Liam knows that like when I, I'm, when I, I know when I'm failure, I get like full body, like shakes, like my entire yep. body is convulsing. Uh, yep. And I, I know he gets it a little bit too. And it's just finding that next level. And it's funny. You said that I, I think with the hack spot too, uh, you guys know, uh, we have a young girl. She comes to our gym. Her name's Ella and she's fucking strong. And she was on the hack spot. She did like two plates aside for like 10. She's like, oh, that was so hard. And I was like, no, no, it wasn't. Throw another could've, plate on. Could have done more. Yeah. And she did, dude, she did three plates aside for 11. And I was oh, like, yeah. there, there you go. go. Yeah. Sometimes it's that, that's another, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to show you, you know, show you it's what you're really got. thing, man. Cause it's oh, like, definitely. you know, especially with leg training, it's like, I could die. I could die right here. You know, <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> Y'all got I me mean, fucking excited to go work out, and I already worked out this morning. Like, you guys are fucking, fucking lift some weights. <laughs> you guys are short. You guys are short as fuck. So you can bottom all the machines out, but my yeah, that's true. Tall, fat. Yeah, ass, no it's like, if I get stuck, it's like I'm not getting out of this thing. Someone's got yeah. to pull it off me. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That yeah, no, I mean, but... you, you you're, you're both reminded me of like, because you know I used to have training partners, and I don't, I haven't had one in a handful of years, just because like this timing doesn't work, or like I'm going to fucking you know work in the morning, early in the morning, I got to go get that really early morning workout. And I don't like, I feel like anytime I've ever been like, all right, I'm going to go work out with, with so-and-so I fucking tweak something like the day before. So like, I hate having that on the, uh, like on the calendar and then having yeah. a law on it or, or just the timing not working. Well, I mean, even when we trained together last summer for a couple, oh, yeah. couple weeks, it was like, it's a big change. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, a hundred fucking percent. Your, your intensity is there. Your focus is much better with it. And then again, like I might not, you know want to push that day or mentally just not thinking that I can push that day. And then it's, it's helpful to have that, that partner with it. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I mean, think that's a, that's a huge proponent of low volume training as well. 
Yeah. Um, you, you know, um, probably not the brightest thing to do if you don't have people around you that first of all, know know how to spot you or, yeah. you know, people you just trust in general. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it. Um, it's always so you know, dress for a top set. Like really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I will say the body shop does have a good atmosphere of that, of a lot of people really any given time of day, you go in there that you can be pretty confident with it, but then also, uh, yep. um, I don't know what my second thing I was going to say with that. I just think it's hard, man. It's friendly uh, enough to be able to ask somebody. Like you're not just like this, like this hardcore dickhead that like, I don't want to go ask him. Like that's not what body is. I think, I think a good spot goes a long way, you know, whether it's, you need a lift off from the bottom of a dumbbell press or it's a pendulum or it's like, you need someone who kind of understands training. And I understand not everyone's going to do that. And I think it's important for people to continually learn how to be a better spot. You know, it's like how to watch a bar path, how to watch, the the movement you know if you're spotting someone don't let them stay static and pressing for five mm-hmm. seconds like yeah as soon as like if i'm spotting liam as soon as i start to see that bar like really really slow i'm gonna come in and assist right then because yep. yeah okay maybe he's not getting the rep completely by himself but he's gonna get at least three more versus mm-hmm. like if i just let him stall he's gonna get one more so you're actually yep. being a better person and they're getting more out of it by coming in and picking it up yep. plus it's like from an injury aspect it's not good to be maxed out just fucking just struggling static holding yeah yeah, no shit. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you blow something yeah like case in point or something my pick i was pausing yeah. at the bottom of the stretch yeah and right before i drove it back up it popped yeah yeah no shit um well, let, let's transition to kind of a, another topic with this. Um, we got two, two more things, at least on, on my list, that I want to talk about. Number one, you you, uh, you mentioned earlier, you alluded to the fact that you you coach a little bit of clients. What you know, yep. who do you train? What made you want to get into to coaching? Uh, yep. Yeah, give us that. So yeah, I have a little little company. It's Kraus Coaching Company. Um, you know, I have a page on Instagram, but I am honestly really horrible about doing anything with it to be, to be completely honest with you. Um, I'd say my coat, you know, coaching wise, my niche is definitely, you know, younger guys, you know, who want to get bigger or get in shape and stuff like that, you know, around that high school, you know, to early adulthood. Um, just because, you know, I can, I can relate to them, you know, and they, and, you know, I was in their shoes and I know, you know, how beneficial it would have been to, you know, to have somebody, you know, guiding me and, you know, showing me the way to, to do things, you know, I wouldn't say correctly, but in, in a way, you know, that is going to produce, produce results. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, it's also so fun yeah. to be able to train the people that are more alike, like, like you and like where you've come. Exactly. Of- Exactly. I've, I've tried to coach some, um, you know, some other people doing some lifestyle stuff and, you know, it's just really hard, you know, especially with, you know, who I am and, you know, I'm like, you know, a hundred percent or nothing, you know what I mean? And, you know, I know you're the complete opposite, obviously. And you know how to, you know, reason or very patient, very, very patient. patient. Yeah. And I'm not so much, you know, (laughs) so, um, not, not that, not that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, sit here and be a, you know, hard ass to you, you know, I, yeah. obviously things come up in life and stuff like that, but that's definitely my niche. You know, I, I don't really care if you're a bodybuilder. I don't care if you're a power lifter. I don't care no. if you're a crossfitter, you know, 
as long as, you know, you're willing to work hard with me and, you know, oh, listen yeah. and, you know, adhere to a plan, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, things between us would be, would be just fine. Yeah. Um, and what drove me to coaching, honestly, is just, um, you know, I've had some, you know, coaches in my life that were, you know, very impactful and I, you know, I like helping people out and I, you know, I'm so passionate about bodybuilding and, you know, it's, it's a, you know, the biggest part of my life besides my family, you know, uh, I, I don't do anything else really. I'm, I bodybuild and I stay at home and watch movies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it just, it feels good to be able to, you know, take my passion for this and kind of, you know, make it to where it can be impactful to, you know, younger kids and younger guys. I love that. Dude, awesome. and I, I think, I think that's why it's great to have people like you at body shop. Cause mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that are like, Oh, these fucking high schoolers. It's like, dude, I love these high schoolers. Like yeah, that, that's probably my favorite part about owning a gym is, is not, it's not the money aspect. It's like how many younger people are you, like we are able to be such a positive influence to so many young people and yep. teach them life lessons. Like, you know, we had people ask, Tatiana's had guys ask her how to talk to a girl that they like, you know, I've had them ask me about life lessons, financial stuff. Like, Hey, I think I want to do this. What do you think? Hey, uh, what book should I read? Hey, uh, what protein should I take? Like there's so many things and you're able to leave such a lasting impression on these kids. And, you know, some of these kids may not have a strong male figure at home. Um, yeah. And it's like they look to their gym bros to be that figure. And it's like, do you want to be, I think all growing up, once we got to the gym, there was like the gym bros that we looked at. And there was like one really impactful one. And there was one that you yeah. liked, but he was just like a shithead in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, which one are you going to be? And it's like, you have such a big opportunity to be impactful on people like, I mean, it's great, man. I think I think yeah. the 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 energy of it. I I always love getting to see like the younger kids in there, like the high school age kids and stuff. Because I'm like, I fucking loved working out. I mean, I I love working out now, but like I loved it then because I'm like I didn't have any other responsibilities. I had two hours. I could just go exactly. hang out at the gym and just enjoy things. I mean, was I training necessarily the right way? Probably not because I was doing like two hours worth of training and it could have been more intense. But it was it was fun, and so I like seeing that. You know, with kids, you know, that nature. One second. Sorry, fellas. You're good. You're good, bro. You're good. But yeah, so I always think that's a, that's a, that's a blast watching watching the younger kids there at the, the you know body shop and uh... dude, it, it's so much fun. And you know, I had a um, I had a consult. I think Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday night, I had a consult with a kid in California. He's 18, and you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm following this guy and this guy. You know, uh, I'm doing high volume. Should I, I do more sets? Should I do this? Yeah. What do you think about this? And I was like, dude. And I honestly told him, I was like, I need you to shut up. <laughs> and I was like, you are so young and you know absolutely nothing, which is such a blessing because yeah. like you're at an yeah. age right now and you're so new and unimpressionable or impressionable that like yeah. you, the more you know, it's almost like the less fun bodybuilding gets. Yep. Like absolutely. I remember when I first started, I knew nothing about what I thought overtraining was. I knew nothing. I just yeah. ate. I trained as hard as I could. It was probably dog as shit. Often as you could, that the, the effort was was there, and I had fun. And yep. as I got older and I learned more, I was more nitpicky. I was more hypercritical. Yep. Now I can't go through a, a prep without destroying myself. Yep. And you know, I'm posing the day before the show, and Liam's like, 
you guys are like, oh, you look good. And I'm like, I look like shit. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. you can really never be happy. Like, yeah, these kids are such a young age that they don't know a lot. And it's like, just live in that fact. Just have fun. Be reckless. Like, it's just, just passion. Yeah. It's just it's passion, passion at that man. point, you know. Yeah. And now, you know, for us, probably all of us, it's like more of a job. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. I view it. You know, it's like this is a full time job for me. I don't miss meals. I don't, you know, yeah. miss training sessions. I don't miss cardio sessions, even when I don't want to. You know, just like most, you know, you don't miss days of work unless you know something, you know, absolutely yeah. crazy happens. And that's how I view it. You know what I mean? It's course, just yeah. an, a job. Well, think, think of the verbiage that you. We're literally just using when we were 18 it was oh we're gonna work out what we're gonna go work out today oh you want to work out like you want to eat anything and now it's like what time are you training what time are we yeah. training yeah. and it's like before you go to bed you map out your entire day of food yeah. around your training window not even work yeah. on the yeah. training window yeah, yeah. like exactly. so yeah you look at it as a job and it's like yeah. you know sometimes i miss like waking up at 5 a.m and drinking a grape juice on the way to yeah, to work, yeah, yeah. To work out in the morning. Yeah, eat, I used like, to eat a like a footlong sub and think I was getting huge. Team bar. I yeah. think the, I, think I, used, the... I used to eat two McChickens on my way to the gym, and it was like a ten minute drive. Oh, that's yeah. fucking awful! And, yeah. and just eat. I would, I would have like a, I would get like a Tupperware container full of rice cakes, but I would get all the different flavor ones, and I'd break them up, and I would just be on my way to the gym, and I'd just be like munching on rice cake. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think I think our passion and our joy is 100 still there. It just looks different and it feels different. Absolutely, you, you know, know I would we just over, we're getting we just joy from a different thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I wouldn't would do the things I did. Yeah, I wouldn't how do dare the you things I did. Yeah, no. But how dare you go in and hit a workout without your logbook? How dare you go in and hit a workout without your pre-workout? Your or doing a fucking drink. like getting actually warmed up. Yeah, I, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. I love the days I could just drop a gym bag and say, "All right, what are we hitting?" Yep, here we go. We're starting on bench. Let's oh. grab the fifty pound dumbbells. I'm like, and now, no now, chance. And now my body just hurts going in there. Yes, I got to do all the. Hurts. I I get so pissed. I'm like, my fucking groin is messed up. And I'm like, I stretch more than anybody I know. Like I stretch every single day, especially the past couple of months. I'm like, I do mobility work. I'm doing foam rolling. I'm like, why do things still fucking tweak on me? So you're you're old, man. I you're I know. Old. Yeah, being 29, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I remember Four or five, I was in Florida. I moved from Indiana to Florida. I drove 18 hours. I ate like one meal. I got to sleep at like 3 a.m. I was at my guy's house, who's actually Tatiana's uncle by marriage. That's we knew each other that long. And uh he trained me, or I guess you could say trained me. Uh he was getting trained by Lane Norton at the time, so I basically just followed his stuff and I got really fat. Um and he's like, did you eat? And I was like, yeah, I drank some grape juice on the way here. And we went and trained and I maxed out on bench press and I had no fluid, no food, just the yep. grape juice. That and like hits. the thought of, well, especially now the thought of doing that, but even like a year ago, like there's no way. Oh, yeah. No. You know, I've done so many dumb things like that too. I can yeah. think of two, like the last two times me and Lindsay moved, th this is just idiotic, but I was, you know, this I think wasn't I was even that long ago, bud. No, this is like a year yeah. or two ago. And I, I'm just so fucking stubborn, man. It's like we had to move that day and we lived on the third floor of an apartment. And so, you know, I'm moving the couch all day, you know, so we got the we got the stuff loaded up. Well, they moved the couch all day. You didn't move anything else. Well, we, you know what I, I just couldn't find a spot. <laughs> they liked it. Yeah, we, we, we could not find it where we wanted it. No, but um, we got the truck loaded up. 
And, you know, I think I was, you know, either beginning a diet or something like that. So, you know, once, once that happens, you know, you're, you know, your tunnel vision and I had legs that day and I hit legs in between, you know, I got the truck loaded up, we parked it and then we went and hit legs. And then I had to move everything up three flights of stairs after that. So, right. I mean, I've just done so many Missing. stupid shit like that. Yeah. yeah. We were all Tupperware Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I've never done that. Never done that. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my meals. I've or never, I'll stick to my uh, turkey and stuff. I've never done like a prep or a cut over the holiday. So I've never had to like fiddle with that shit. Yeah, I never really have it. Fourth of July, I, I was wasn't prepping. I was in my off season. I was just that you were just dedicated, <laughs> hardcore with it. I remember one yeah. time. This would be at least my last thing, and then I got another question for you, Liam. But we, uh, yep. my buddy and I, were drinking. It was like early college, and there was a snowstorm that night, and we we're up all night drinking. Pulled an all nighter, and like seven in the morning, we were like sobered up at that point. We're like, let's go fucking hit a workout. A blizzard is outside. He drives like a he drove like a I think a Mustang or a Charger at the time. We get to the gym. We go in, had a horrible workout, like trying to just do heavy bench on like nothing about alcohol, essentially at that point. And yeah. then we go out to the car and it, now it's at like 8 a.m. after pulling all night or been drinking all night. And fucking we can't get up the hill at the Vivian Road uh, Gold's Gym. So we're just stuck in the parking lot for two hours until we could finally get out of there. It was Perfect. miserable. It was miserable, but it was so stupid. But it was fun just to be like it was so fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Isn't I can think of some like, situations like that. Yeah, nothing now is gonna stop you from training. You know Dude, what I mean? Like, yeah, that would like that would. Like, <laughs> no, it like that. Well, that, but like two weeks, like two weeks after we opened Body Shop, it was like New Year's Day, and uh, I didn't drink that night. We woke up, and I woke up at seven to come train legs, and I brought Tatiana Maximus. Uh, I think I met Lance up there, and it was like a foot of snow. Everything was shut down. And I was like, and they're like, her parents were like, oh, be safe today. I'm like, oh, we're going to train. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. I drove through. I I drove one time. Uh, this is when I was living uh, in Iowa to go. You know, going to college, and I had a training partner, and you know, we were in our YMCA where we trained at closed early that day because of the storm. So we lived an hour and fifteen minutes away from Des Moines, and that was the closest place a gym was open. So we drove to Des Moines in the um, oh, yeah. middle of a blizzard, and I didn't get home that night till like eleven p.m. But you know, I was like. Dude, we can't. We, good can't. Ass we couldn't. We yeah. couldn't possibly miss, you know, legs one day. We couldn't just push it back. No way, you know. Well, not only that, but you yeah. paid for that day pass, so you know you exactly. used every leg piece they had in that gym. Oh, exactly, and they had a hack yeah. squat, and <laughs> much, yeah. my gym didn't. Oh, it was amazing. Dude, uh, dude, I don't know how many times people come to body shops with legs on a day pass, and they've done like thirteen exercises because they want to use every leg piece you, we you have. Use yeah. it all. I know exactly. What you go doing. down the road. They started the donkey. You just go pendulum, just keep going press, around, yeah. squat, hit press, squat press, yeah, <laughs> all of it. I I think my my last question for you, brother. You know, obviously you, you got a son. Um, you know what? How have you balanced out? Obviously, you just you know kind of pulled back from you know what you had been doing for that reason. I mean, between that and school and everything yep. else, it's like yep. you only got so many you know um, uh, burners on the stove. You got to move shit around exactly. to work, but. So, you know, how has that been, you know, raising him? You know, I, I love seeing him at the gym. You guys bring him to the gym every single day with you, whether you're just doing cardio that day or you're working out. Yep. And, uh, you know, I would have – I always went to the gym with my parents, and but I'd be, like, in the daycare. Like, I couldn't really see the workout yeah, floor. And all exactly. I wanted to do was see the workout floor and, like, see what my parents are doing. So I think it's so awesome. Like, when Max is there, when – when when uh, what's his name again? 
Gianni? Gianni. Yep. Yeah. Gianni. So it's when Max and Gianni are there, like just even if they're not like actually watching, watching, they're just around it 24 yep. seven. So that's going to be uh, ingrained in them and a part of their life. Like we're going to the gym today. That's what we do. That's how we live yep. life. So I think that's awesome. So shed a little bit of light on that. And, you know, how, how do you guys, um, cause obviously both you and, um, and Lindsay, you know, you, you guys work out, you take everything very, very serious. So h- yep. how have you kind of taught that? Is it more just role modeling it? Do you talk about it much? What's your approach? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think a lot of it is just unintentional, to be honest with you, just because, you know, this is such a big part of Lindsay and I's life that, you know, we, and what, what are we going to do? You know, leave him like, leave him in a daycare so we can go to the gym. No, I, you know, we obviously want to spend as much time, time with him as we can, but I do think it's so, you know, so beneficial for him to be there. You know, does is he, you know, sitting there, you know, watching me and, you know, doing all that, you know, he does watch me sometimes, Mm -hmm. but is he's got his tablet, you know, and he's most of the time he's just sitting over there gaming away, you know, and stuff like that. But I do think it's, you know, hopefully I really hope that he does see, you know, the benefits of, you know, as he gets older. And, you know, I really hope that he does, you know, want to make it, you know, something that he does. Now, am I going to push him to do bodybuilding? Absolutely not. I'm not going to, that's, that's probably the last thing that I want him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he so, can just enjoy uh, his life. Yes. Yes. He doesn't need to be, you know, weighing out all his food and shit like that, but he probably will. Cause he sees us do it every day. Well, at minimum, just his choices. Like even if he's not as, as like, exactly, you know, diligent as that is like, he, 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 I'm sure that his nutrition, like what he chooses to eat, is just better because he's not seeing his parents eat fucking McDonald's every single day of his life. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, that's another part of it. You know, we, we really try, you know, he does get, you know, he's a, still a child, you he's know, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make him eat, you know, chicken, broccoli and yes. rice, you know, yes. by any means, he's still going to get some good food, but we definitely, you know, every week we try to, you know, sit down, think of some ideas, you know, and prep him, you know, food for the week. So he's having a good solid meal every night. Mm-hmm. You know, he's eating a good breakfast. We have him drink like this little, you know, protein shake drink in the morning that he really likes. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, obviously it's my job. What's, uh, can I ask what's in that protein shake? I would have to look, I think, uh, I can't even remember what it, it no, it's like, it's just like a, uh, like a, uh, ready to drink, you know, shake. Like I don't, I don't it's make for, it but it's one. like for kids or yeah 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 i would oh, really? have i can i can send you a picture of it later yeah, yeah it's send like it to a, me. i want to i want to check that out yeah for sure um but yeah i think we're just you know it's my job especially you know um you know i'm not his real father but you know he spends a lot more time with me than he does his actual father mm-hmm. i think it's my you know job to shape him in a way that i think you know will make him the best human later on in life and the best mm-hmm. man and I think, you know, being, you know, active and, you know, weight training and, you know, and, and choosing, you know, nutrient dense food, you know, healthy foods to eat, you know, that, that right there is already putting you a step ahead of, you know, 99% of people, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, obviously, you know, he gets treats and stuff like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, just, you know, torturing him over here, making him eat six meals a day or anything like that. Eat it, eat it. Yeah. You will eat eggs. Oh, but I know it's dry. Finish it. 
you're not gonna mindlessly let him eat like goldfish for hours or chips or yeah, hours no or like, way. You know, no, no. They get well, in- they get cookies and ice cream, you know, sometimes, but like, you know, if Max got a cookie, then later he doesn't need to have ice cream either. You know, exactly. it's like he already balance. It's it, have his, you're, you're teaching healthy he balance. has choices. Yeah, you know, it's like and we run into that a lot with family. It's like, oh well, we want to go for ice cream. Okay, well, we already did this earlier, so I think we'll pass or you know, it's like, oh, we got ice cream, and then later it's like, oh, I have candy. It's like, no, you already had your ice cream for no, You're not getting exactly. Both, you know exactly. You know, and I think that's you know, I'm just you know, even though I'm not you know his biological father, I'm just trying to you know raise him in a way you know to to make him you know the best possible person later on in life. And I think that's you know a job as a father, you know, and you and sometimes you know that's not you know fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guarantee you, Caleb and Marcus, you're going to experience this later. You you don't ever want to have to tell your kid, you know, no. Yeah. Or, and you don't want to, you know, discipline them. But that's just a part of, you know, being a parent, te- you know, being a parent and being a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's it's uh, understanding your kid and realizing their habits. You know, Max will be like, I want chips. Like after dinner, I'll be like, he'll want chips. And I'm like, no, you don't need chips. Uh, I want some fruit. Yep. No. Okay. Well, then you're not hungry. You just want the junk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. It's like, yep. yep. But it's hard. You know. We. I think we need more strong men in America. Clearly, I think the. Uh, I think the old shot that America needs is a shot of testosterone and not a. Uh, any other yeah, thing that we should. Yeah, we shouldn't say. Um. It's just you know it's hard to find like men who want to be men and take care of their stuff and you know I'm a firm believer and a lot of people say that toxic masculinity is an, is an issue. I think the the lack of masculinity is an issue. You know, a lot of kids who, a lot of people who have uh, behavioral problems, there are literally statistics that show they don't have a strong male figure in their life. Mm -hmm. They don't have a father in their life. And you know what, how much different would some kids be if, you know, maybe they just got their ass beat a little bit when they were younger, you know what I mean? By their dad, you know, the mom can only do so much when you're a single parent. It's like, it's hard. It's really hard. So it's like, you need that strong figure sometimes. Especially not to say can, women aren't strong. Women are strong, yes. but, ha, but, but women kind of, can yeah. never. Women can never fully be a dad. Yep. But I don't think dads can ever fully be a mom. So no, it's no, like no. I'm yeah. not trying to say they that both have their roles. Decided, no. They both have their roles, and they both do things differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, you know, especially me, you know, coming from a divorced family, um, you know, my dad was way more strict with me than my mom was, and but I spent a lot more time with my with my mom. And because of that, you know, yeah, I kind of wasn't strict. <laughs> exactly. And because of that, you know, I, I kind of grew up to be a little bit of a shithead when I was younger, you know, but then anytime I was around my father, you know, because he, you know, disciplined me when I was younger and, you know, he demanded respect out of me and those kind of things, you know, I would act, you know, appropriately. So, you know, it's so hard, especially for me, you know, to, to, cause he, you know, he doesn't view me as his father yet. You know what I mean? Because he is, you know, six or seven and yeah. I'm just been in the picture a couple of years. So it's really hard for me, you know, sometimes to, you know, have to discipline him and that kind of thing, because, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, I'm just this big, mean, bad guy, you know, but, um, and we've, you know, I've had this discussion with him. He's like, I, you know, I don't want to be these things. I don't want to be big and mean, but, if that's what I have to do to make sure that you're growing up the way that you need to be, then yeah. I absolutely will. Because when he's not here and he's with his father, you know, 
he gets to do whatever he wants. He gets to eat like shit. He gets to stay up however late he wants, yeah. you know, all these negative things. And I got to, you know, every yeah, time he comes yeah. back, I got to yeah, reinforce it back. Yeah. These good habits back. So he'll, he'll, I mean, if he doesn't appreciate it at seven, he will the older. And older. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we realize he won't. He won't understand that for 20 years. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yep. We, Lindsay and I talk about this all the time, you know, obviously, you know, you know how it is when you're, you know, seven, eight years old, you think your dad is absolutely the coolest person in the world. And yeah. even, even if he's not, you know, like in this case, um, you know, I can't do anything to, you know, change his mind. And I don't really want to do anything to change his mind besides, you know, keep acting the way I am and hopefully you know he starts to realize it on his own like hey like this this path over here is not leading me to where I want to be later in life and this one is so I think that speaks to your character too because that's you know that's a really hard dynamic you know I've never had to deal with it Marcus has had to deal with it but you know I hate when I see parents who uh you know they're dating someone or they're married to someone who is not their kid's biological father or mother, vice versa, you know, whatever it may be, because there are some single dads out there. And the spouse either refuses to discipline the child or the parent will not let them discipline the child because they're not their parent. And I just feel like that's very hard. And if you're going to be a fixture in their life, you can't just be a doormat all the time. Like you have to uh, take care of things when they need to be taken care of. You know what I mean? Especially like Liam with your situation, like, if he's not getting that figure where he needs it, uh, where it's supposed to come from, it's got to come from somebody, yep. you know? And I, you know, I take a lot of pride in that, you know, and I try to be, you know, the best father I can, you know, and, um, cause, cause I did have, a, you know, I, I did have a good father in my life. You know, there's obviously there's always good with bad, you know, but, um, he definitely shaped me to be the man I am today. Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty, pretty proud of who I am now. Um, and so I just try to kind of mold myself after some of the things my dad did that I see, you know, p- positively impacted me. And I just, you know, try to leave out some of the negative things as well, you know, and just kind of create my own path for him. And hopefully, you know, he realizes, you know, eventually that, you know, yeah. even though I'm, I'm big and mean that, you know, that it's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good shit, gentlemen. Caleb, you got anything else? Liam, you got anything else you want to chat about? I think that's I think so. Uh, Liam, I mean, if people are interested in uh, working with you or talking to you or, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you do a lot of stuff for just questions, you know, where, where can they find you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, probably. I mean, I do have the, the Kraus Coaching Company page, but honestly, it'd probably just be better if you reach out to me um, either in person, you know, if you see me at Body Shop and, you know, um, don't don't be, you know, don't be afraid to come up and say to I say hey or the legs know, are big, but, it, but he's really nice. <laughs> but my heart's big too, Marcus. There it is, so there it is. yes, it is. Yes, don't be worse. afraid to say hi unless unless he's getting in trouble. Yeah, then, if you see Lindsay yelling clear. at me, yeah, just stay away because we don't want <laughs> yeah. that either. Um, but <laughs> yeah, how it's like that, we're all we're all the men and we're all scared of our women. Oh, oh yeah, but um, except for either that or send me a DM on um, Instagram and we you know we can get something worked out you know. Um, like I said, my niche is these younger guys, you know, um, you know, just trying to, you know, get into this or, um, and so, you know, I'm pretty, pretty flexible with some things. So 
yeah, I, I, I'm looking to take on a few more people. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to have a hundred clients by any mean or anything like that, but you know, um, I am looking to take on a few more guys that would be willing to, you know, just work hard and, uh, you know, um, stick to a plan. Fucking hey, dude. Well, thanks for being on man, uh, today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time and, and goodness. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, life, dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, we're uh, we're lucky to have you on. You know, we're lucky to have you as a member as well. So we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, brother. We'll, I'll see you gentlemen in the gym. Yes, sir. I'm about right, to guys. go right now. All right, go earn the there. banner. Earn, yeah, earn your I, banner. I know. I got I got it. I got back. So. Earn, earn the, banner. the banner. That's a good <laughs> hashtag. It's a good hashtag. Yeah, that ain't bad. All right, boys. I'll see you all later. I'll see you guys right. later. Yes, sir.